Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. guys welcome back to the believe in k-pop podcast on the believe podcast network thanks for tuning in for the 31st episode of this show this week in k-pop what have i done i went to the rose concert here in la on sunday evening and uh it was a nice concert they have great stage presence um i particularly liked Sung's uh solo stage with face um he was very charismatic and kind of quirky with everything he was doing so i enjoyed that um i didn't realize that the black roses were such a large and dedicated fandom and some people were saying it was due to the fact that Sung or sammy is from la at one point there were a lot of fans that were i guess passing out because it was pretty much all ga except for if you were up in the um the mezzanine area uh the concert was at the fonda theater in hollywood and that's uh, the last time i went there was to see eric nam back in like june 2018 but um i a lot of fans i knew somebody that camped out starting at like 9 p.m flew in had seen them previously at two other dates flew in and camped out the saturday night at 9 p.m and the earliest person that got there got there at 11 a.m so the pro- like at 11 a.m on saturday which isn't like it's not insane and it's because it's just a common thing but i didn't realize they had such a dedicated large fandom because also the tickets were completely sold out and even when they had like the resales um available on axs like or the re-offers or whatever you want to call it the cheapest was 110 i was just i was kind of floored i was like whoa that's wild um i didn't expect that um especially they're such a new group they debuted in 2017 and only have three albums. Yeah, it's pretty pretty interesting. And, oh, that's the thing. So, But a lot of fans were, I guess, pushing to get to the front um, or just trying to be as tightly packed to the front as they could. And a couple of fans, I guess, were passing out, and they had to stop the concert a couple of times to give the fans water. Like, the third, second or third time when they had to, like, stop it, <laughs> Dojun was like, okay, everyone calm down. Let's let's take a second, do nothing, take a minute, don't do anything, and uh, go get some help. <laughs> and everyone laughed because it was like, it wasn't, it didn't sound like he was saying, go get some help, go get some water. It was like, go get some help. Like, Y'all need to go get some help. And I was like, mm, interesting. Don't do not do this to us, Dojin. Anyway, so yeah, it was, a, it was a good concert. I enjoyed it. Um, I will be going to New York for a week this week. I'll be doing a lot of interviews there. And as y'all know, networking as I normally do. And then I'll be back here for day six. So fun, fun, funny, fun, fun. Oh my gosh. And you know what? I was debating it. I was like, should I stay or not? But um, NCT 127 is performing at the Global Citizens Festival on Saturday, September 28th. And day six is also performing in LA the 28th and the 29th. And my flight is to come back the 28th. So I've been debating, like, mm, do I stay in L.A.? I mean, New York or fly back. But I think I I don't think I can um, um, fly back that 
or like move my flight. So we'll see. Anyway, uh, today we have a great guest, Tucker Drew. Met him at KCON. He's only 21 years old and he gets like a lot of people, a lot of reputable people to come onto the K-pop subreddit to do Ask Me Anythings or AMAs. You should go check those out if you have not already done so. Some of them are in video format. Um, DKDK did it in video format, um, but they also used to do it through something called Hello82, um, which has been a little bit more active as of recent. They did something with Luna that released today with them like eating in and out um food and uh card day six and a couple of others have done it through hello 82 so you guys can go check out the video form forms of those um it might be dumb liddy card okay (laughs) anyway yeah let me sometimes i just say some really cringy stuff on here i'm sorry anyway um so yeah that's that's tucker is responsible for getting like majority of the people to come and be a part of the amas so i'm really happy to have him on um maybe he'll teach me a couple of things even though i'm almost three years older than him i turn 24 next week so yeah i'm about to be 24 and he's 21 so it's just gross Anyway, happy to live another year. Um, thank you guys for listening again, and I hope you enjoy. What's up, you guys? Welcome back for the 31st episode of Believe in K-Pop. We got another really cool guest who I'm honored, who has taken the time out of his day to join me. Um, we have Tucker Drew of, um, he, well, let me, let me think about how to Tucker Drew, um, <laughs> he helps to organize, um, the AMAs, Ask Me Anything, on, uh, the K-pop subreddit, um, page. If you guys don't know what those are, essentially, he has been with the team. Are you, you can explain it a little bit. Hi, everyone. <laughs> yeah, so I've been doing this for about 18 months, and in the past 18 months, we've had about 30 AMAs on the K-pop subreddit where we've been bringing on uh, K-pop artists, K-pop influencers, you know, YouTubers, songwriters, producers, stuff like that. But, you know, mostly K-pop artists to come and get asked questions by the fans on the subreddit, um, which has been a really, really great opportunity, not just for, I think, the K-pop artists, but also for all the fans. You know, it's a chance to meet and connect with their favorite stars and influencers and stuff like that. So it's been a really rewarding experience. So, Tucker, you sound like you could be, like, 26 or 27 years old. Um, Just so you guys know, uh, he just turned 21, and he is a student at Oxford. The Oxford you know of in, like, England. I'm not sure. Is it in London? Is it? No, it's in in Oxford. It's, oh, oh, right. Okay. (laughs) There's, yeah. There's a Oxford. I am American. There's no, like, secret accent. You're not missing um, I am an American undergraduate student at the University of Oxford. Wow. Um, I'm one of about 140 American undergrads out of the 10,000 undergraduate students. So a rare, a rare breed indeed. My gosh. <laughs> okay. So you're extremely smart, one. And two, you're very driven, obviously, getting involved with such a, uh, at least within K-pop, well, I guess in anything, a reputable I guess, medium, I don't know how you want to call it. You called it a news aggregate earlier. Um, like Reddit K-pop, it's very official um, in terms of just spreading mm-hmm. news for K-pop fans. That's, in, you know, and being able to organize these AMAs with um, these very talented people within the K-pop industry. It's uh, at 21, and or 20, because you've been doing, or also 19, I guess. You were 19 when yeah, you Yeah, I started when I was 19, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I've been okay. doing that for about 18 months. So. Wow. And so how many um, have you done since you've started? How many have I done? Yeah, I'm sorry, started, how many have you ordered? 30. 30. Since I've started, we had 30. Of mm. those 30, I think I 
directly was the sole like person organizing about 26 of those just setting it up and then we're having another one tomorrow with songwriter david amber which is very very exciting um he was at kick on the summer and he's talking to and, and that's where i met him and he was talking about how he wrote some smash hits like twice as heart shaker and guess mm-hmm. or yes promise nine's love bomb um you know he also wrote uh dream notes hakuna matata which is like a great debut song as well so he's a really mm-hmm. really talented k-pop songwriter so that's that's what's coming up next in in my world in terms of uh amas on the k-pop subreddit <laughs> so i'm sure that's taken up a lot of your time um not only do you ever come into it with the thought of like hmm you know, I want to get day six on the K-pop subreddit or, or on, on AMAs. Um, or is it kind of like, well, I have these connections. Let me see what I can do with them. Yeah. And I've, I've told you this before, but like every AMA is completely different, right? right. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the times it is like I have, especially coming after KCON, like after the KCON season, it's like I have these connections. Let me see who I can bring onto the K-pop subreddit that I think people would be interested in. So I'm in like discussions with a lot of people who are at Cake on the summer to try to get them on um, the subreddit um, in the coming months, um, especially post Cake on. But at other times, it's just like you know someone has a really uh, someone's trying to do promotions in America, like they're doing a concert tour. Someone is um, releasing like English language music, and we're like, hey, I think these people would be interested in doing an AMA. Like they have, they would have a reason for wanting to engage with their their Western, you know, English speaking audience. So that's that's actually like the other thing. So it's either connections or it's like I think there's a reason why um, these people would want to do one. And that's that's where I am now. But like when I first started, it was very much like shooting in the dark. I had no idea what I was doing mm. eighteen months ago with this whole thing. So. Well, you've yeah. done a lot in the last uh, 18 months. And I, I wonder, you know, when you're starting out, did you have any connections within the Korean music industry or anything like that back in March of 2018? Or um, like you said, like it just took a lot of networking, like mm-hmm. things at KCON and just, you know, connecting with, you know, whomever. Um, I didn't really no. I wouldn't say that I had a, a network within the Korean music industry at all. Um, I had gone to Korea uh, back in the summer of 2016, um, when I was 17, I was on the National Security Language mm-hmm. Initiative program, which is wow. a program run by the American Department of State. So that's actually how I um, started developing like a, a major interest, I guess, in um, Korean pop music. I was like casually interested in it before. And like after I was there in the summer of 2016, I learned a lot of Korean and um because it's a language program run by the State Department. So mm. scholarship to go learn Korean. I had like 24 hours of classes a week in a Korean university for two months. Nice. Great experience. But after I left, I was just missing the culture. And that's how I got really, really deep into K-pop. Um, and I I had friends who were into it then. But I don't think I really had any connections. Actually, the only person I ever met that was at all an influencer in the K-pop uh, community while I was there that summer was, I don't know if you know my Korean husband, they're like a, a couple. I've heard Australian of Australian lady, Korean guy. Yeah, I saw them in the subway. It was very exciting. <laughs> no, I, was just a, I was just a fan. I was just a really big fan. And, and, and throughout my life, I've always tried to, you know, when I'm a fan of something, to try to figure out a way that I can, you know, do something with it. And, and yep. organizing the AMAs um, has definitely been my way to 
engage more with the the industry. Yeah. So w- would you say that you are conversational in Korean, fluent in Korean? Or do you keep up with it? I would say that I'm definitely, I do keep up with it and I've studied more. I would say that I'm definitely conversational and I also have to write a lot of business emails in Korean. So oh, wow. I'm not going to be able to like do like instant translation, but I do um, end up, you know, some of the AMAs we do with the communications organization entirely in Korean over like Korean emails. So I think I've, I've really come to understand the art of like Korean business emails. <laughs> wow. And are they different? I'm just very curious. Are they different from English business emails and how they're like formatted and how people sort of, you know, go about conversations, I guess, or um, business propositions? I mean, I it's just different because the language is different. Like it's yeah. just, there's different customs and, you know, different ways to express things. Korean and English okay. grammar really doesn't match up. So oh, like, okay. um, one thing that's also really funny about writing Korean versus like English um, emails, I guess, like when I'm thinking about what I want to express is that in Korean, it's really hard to express in a way like that you wish something would happen that like you would be uh, nice for something to happen it's um okay. using the using the verb to like to wish for something like 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 you you would never write that or in a in a business email it sounds like totally informal so i'm always like trying to skirt around that that's one thing i think about a lot when i'm writing like emails in um korean yeah that's just one little thing so, so what would you say? You'd say like, can you would ask straight up, can this happen? Or I would like for this to happen, but it's normal to sound or like, like you'd, oh, you'd I would phrase it more like, you'd phrase it more like, instead of saying like, um, oh God. Okay. <laughs> no, sorry. Like, I put you on the spot. No, it's fine. Um, instead of saying something like I, instead of saying something like, I would wish to hear back from you soon, you'd probably say something like it would be good. <laughs> interesting like like you have to phrase it more like that um good yeah that is something i would never Um, know and you'd have to be over there you know living in korea taking those language classes i'm probably like i'm sure mm -hmm. there's probably a did you ever take like you know honestly it's not something that no it was never something i got from um really classes it's just it was something that i picked up from mostly from my friends who when i was first Mm. starting to write business emails in korean um, helped mm-hmm. me a lot with you know just checking like everything that I was writing I would like draft something and then my friend you know like some of my friends who go to Oxford who are who are Korean would just mm. I would like does this make sense and they'd be like I mean yeah it makes sense Tucker but like you have to like change this and say it this way and you should probably say it this yeah. way like to make it sound formal and like to to get what you want so I definitely have to thank my um you know Korean friends for helping me write some of my first emails. Um, right. And, and yeah. I guess that's really cool that you had the opportunity or you have friends that were like, let me, let me help mm-hmm. you with that. Like, and you have, you have the Korean friends at uh, Oxford. And my next question is what is the K-pop culture like at Oxford? Cause that, whenever people think of Oxford or Harvard or these prestigious universities, it's like, no way are they like spending time, like, watching uh stray kids v lives you know oh but there totally are people there are i'm sure <laughs> yeah they're totally i guess the people. stereotype there's, uh-huh 
one of the big things, like at least when I first started Oxford, um, so I'm going to my third year of my undergraduate degree now. And um, when I first started, the big thing, like my big engagement with K-pop culture there was the Oxford University Korean Society, um, who one of my best friends is now the president of, uh, they host K-pop club nights like once a term. Oh. So they'll like rent out a club or like a floor of a club mm-hmm. in Oxford and they'll do the club nights. And the funniest thing was that when we first started, like, and even to this day, they still play like all of like the old time, like big bang hits. Because oh. they like just haven't updated their playlist and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> 21. But it's always a really interesting mix of like the Korean students that go and also like all of the, you know, especially English students and other international students like myself who are also fans of K-pop um showing up there now actually um like at the beginning of last year i started i got some of my friends who were interested in k-pop and i started a series called oxford students react to k-pop so if you search on youtube for oxford students react you can find one of my youtube channels my k-pop youtube channel which has about a thousand subscribers and some videos of oxford students that i've brought together reacting reacting to k-pop um because i always thought it'd be fun to you know, you know, uh, an interesting perspective for some people to see. Yeah. Um, but I haven't, I haven't done any of that. I mean, we, I've been on summer break for the past three months, so I haven't published a video on there for about four months or something. Okay. But, um, and I'm sure it's crazy you had the time to do that with everything that you yeah, have going on. Yeah. I mean, editing reaction, they're not high quality editing reaction videos. Oh. I, <laughs> I do not rate them. Um, they're fine, but you know, uh, and then actually recently around halfway through last year, um, some students started a, a K-pop dance group even in Oxford. So now oh, nice. Oxford has their very own K-pop dance group. It's called OK. Like o- okay. O-K-A-Y. Oh, yeah. Oxford, oh. With like a capital K and everything. And they're, they do dance covers. And, and their dance covers are actually quite fun to watch because of, mostly because of like the, the setting that it's in. Because they'll dance in front of like medieval buildings <laughs> and stuff like that. You know, right. like... <laughs> my like my dorm last year was built in like the 1100s or something like that you know just crazy old buildings and are they haunted i don't think so no okay, i don't think so i mean i i just don't i think i think you get to, it gets to a certain point that it's so old that like you can't even think about whether it's haunted or not like yeah. so many people have like like lived and died in the same spot and you're just like you just have to give up right like you know my dorm next year is from 1509 that's what i was built oh my goodness (laughs) it's like crazy all right that's just like the that's what it is over there you know it's the second oldest university in the world after the university of Bologna. right well the people that don't know we i guess nobody really knows this except for you if you were at uh dinner with us but yeah we met um at kcon um LA about three when it comes out when this comes out it'll be a month ago but um we met about a month ago and um I actually attended one of Tucker's three panels that he hosted which the one I attended was um breaking news in k-pop which had um Tamara Herman the likes of Tamara Herman um Crystal Bell uh Jeff Benjamin Natalie Morin and then balloon underscore wanted they're anonymous but um there was a panel of like very notable people within the k-pop news or journalism space which was really cool and like i said you were 20 at the time and you're a host you're moderating this panel with like these people i was very still very impressed um but you talked about how uh the amas have you said earlier how no ama 
has been the same. Um, there are AMAs, if you are familiar, if you're not familiar with them, there are AMAs that are more text-based. And then there are AMAs that are more, they're recorded in advance. They're not yeah. actually recorded in advance. The, the AMAs are all done in real time. What happens with the ones that are recorded in Hollywood too? So they, they answer all the questions text-based on the site at the same time. And then they recorded it. They recorded it while they were answering the questions in real and time. And then they cut it down. And then they cut it and they published it online. So they cut it from like an hour they spent maybe answering questions to like 13 minute video. Oh, so you're just seeing the highlights. Yeah. Exactly. Got it. Can you talk about how the difference between organizing form of therapies, AMA compared to uh, day six? I mean, I guess it's obviously very different, very, very different, <laughs> but can you tell me just the, the, some of the common differences are that you've come across when dealing with uh, different entities, whether it's an influencer compared to a label like JYPs. I guess I'll start with form of therapy because you brought up, brought up form of therapy, PD, love PD mm. so much. Yeah. Basically, I guess, I don't even remember, I'm trying to remember this. So this was on June 17th, 2018. So it was definitely one of my early AMAs that I organized. And I think I just got in contact this is before I met PD. So I, I met PD like a week later after this AMA at Cake on New York and we hit it off really well. This AMA, I think I just emailed PD's like listed email and was like, hey, we'd love to do this. Explain what it was. And the, the one that PD did was like, we were like trying to trial like whether or not we wanted the artists and like the influencer AMAs in the same place. And PD's was the first one that we were like, oh, just like, whatever. We'll put all the influencer AMAs on the main K-pop site with all the um, the artist AMAs. So PD got lucky with that. Okay. Um, and we had PD do an AMA on the main K-pop subreddit. Because we also have like a, a side subreddit for fan-made content called K-poppers. There's our K-pop and there's also right. our, our yeah. K-poppers. Um, and mm-hmm. just got, you know, we just, when we did the one with PD, we were still trialing like everything that we were doing for announcements. I think PD like announced on uh their twitter that they were doing the ama and at this time i think we we didn't have an instagram we've only had an instagram for the past like nine months or something like that um and that's that's it was just i think it was just organized over email um with like a one of pd's listed emails and stuff like that might have been over twitter dms like honestly i so long ago i can't remember but i can definitely talk about jyp because that's that's a whole other story talk about jyp we did day six we had the day six ama with jyp and we also did a i don't know if you saw on the list but we had one with um park jimin who was a JYP. Saw, yeah. who was no longer a jyp artist but was a jyp artist at the time that right we did the ama the ama with jimin was like one of the first ones that i had to organize entirely in korean and that one we organized korean. directly with jimin's managers so this was at a time so when we were doing the first one that we did with jyp which was with jimin um we knew that jimin one speaks English, so it would be a good candidate for doing an AMA, because um, she, of course, hosted um... after school club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After school club. Oh god. After school. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Jimin mm-hmm. hosted after school club. We've actually had like all the after school club hosts do AMAs now. It's so funny. Right. Like all the old ones, because we've had Jimin, we've had Kevin, yeah, and we've had um, Jay. We haven't had Eric Nam though. We've tried to have Eric Nam right. a couple times. I've talked to uh, yeah. We've I've emailed oh, really? with Eric Nam's yeah. It's never, never, never actually materialized. Uh, but um, this was a this was a time where I was like still trying to figure out like how to 
get people on and JYP actually on their website has a, has a contact form. And I filled in the contact form with like telling them why I thought it would be like, in, like in a Korean email, like why we thought Jimin, like it would be good to have Jimin on the subreddit and everything like that, explaining what, what it was. And actually like, lo and behold, we get a response from Jimin's management team Wow! and they're interested in doing it. And that was a whole like email thread in Korean back and forth. Um, and this is a story I told in my Idol Connection panel this summer about the same as well, which is that at some point there was miscommunication um, when Jimin, we had like confirmed the date and everything and Jimin's team was supposed to be making an announcement for the AMA. And instead of making it, instead of an announcement showing up, I get a, I get an email back with zip files, a zip file. I open the zip file and there's like six images of Jimin with like no branding and no logos on it. And I read the email and they're like, can you please make the announcement for us? Which culminates in like huh? me sitting on my computer with my friend on PixLR, like the free photo editing software, <laughs> adding text <laughs> to Jimin's photo, like with the announcement and then tweeting it from our account and then it being retweeted by the official Perk. 15 and the official JYP uh, 15 and Twitter account. And if you go on, if you mm -hmm. scroll down on the account to this day on the 15 and feed, you can still find the image that I edited, edited in my dorm room on PixLR. They provided the base image and were like, make an announcement. And I was like, this is not what was supposed to happen. There was a miscommunication here. Like, oh. totally. And the tweet is out there. Love it. It has like our, yeah. I like this. I spent like an hour like freaking out, like what can I show to JYP and like they'll be okay with it. <laughs> yeah. Right. You're like, oh crap. Yeah. Okay. Well, now they're testing me. Um, Lord. Okay. So that, that was, was for Jimin's. Jimin. And then for day six, like this is the funniest thing because we always wanted, like ever since I started doing AMAs, I was like, Jay would be like a great person to have on for an AMA. I would love to have day six on or just Jay because mm. Jay is like so involved in the, in the Western K-pop community like fan community right and like he's that. so vocal yeah. so vocal and i yeah i had emailed and i just never been able to break through and then um I, I don't remember who it was but i just knew that we found out that they were going into hello 82 to record videos and at this time we were still working with hello 82 to do amas and um riley tollett who i'm sure we're going to talk more about at some point um who was working for hello 82 mm -hmm. um at the time definitely like hooked us up and and got made sure that we had the day six come on and do the ama um at that moment in time so this was when we were working with hello 82 oh. um to do amas that one was a lot easier to organize because hello 82 took care of most of the the organization from there and made sure like you know when we did the ones with hello 82 it was more like they said the artist was coming in from this time to this time on this day we would like to, you know, you know, would you be interested or we would like to set up an AMA during this time? And then we would just have to say like, okay, yes, we can do it this day. And it was a lot easier and then we would coordinate announcements and everything like that. So we would work with the the Hello 82 team as like an intermediator to um, do some of those AMAs that we did, like with Day6 um, and Card and other artists. Oh, yeah. I got it. Okay. But some of the Hello 82 actually, some of the Hello 82 ones though, mm -hmm. So we did a Hello 82, Hello 82 one with Ladies Code, and we did a Hello 82 one with um, with Melanie Fontana and Lindgren. 
who are yeah. songwriters. They've written like yeah. um, BTS's Bow with Love, and they also wrote Everglow's Bomb on Chocolate, yeah. among other amazing K-pop songs. So and in those <clears throat> situations, um, we actually mm-hmm. brought those artists or, you know, those artists and the songwriters to Hello 82. And we're like, we would like to do an anime with these people. They're in Korea at this time. Are you willing to film it and do stuff with them? And then, so for GWSN's Lena, Lena, um, hers was strictly text-based? Yeah. That was the text-based one. Okay. That was not, Got it. we Got did it. not do, we didn't, yeah. We organized that one independently of Hello 82. Um, and this was when GWSN was having their, their first comeback. We were like, GWSN has okay. an English speaker. They had caught the yeah. eye of a lot of people with their um, first song, which was like Puzzle Moon. Um, so really interested yep. to see what they were going to do with Pinky Star Run, which is like the next yeah. um, comeback that they did. And this was another one that I had to organize like entirely emailing in Korean with the entertainment company. It was like a really circuitous <laughs> way. I'm trying to remember. Wow. It's like really struggled to find like the manager's email. got the manager's email, wrote an email, set it all up. And like until very close to the end, I did not know whether or not the AMA was going to be with the entire group. Like right until right before we announced, I didn't know if it was going to be the whole group was going to do it or just Lena. And they ended up just letting Lena do it. And if you read the AMA thread, it's really funny because it looks like she has absolutely like no supervision during the AMA. It's funny how she like responds yeah. to things. She, like, talk, <laughs> she talked about Ariana Grande like five times. It's like, it was great. Cause uh, like, that's like the spirit of AMA is just unhindered, like responses, whatever you, want to you know, it's, it's called yeah. an ask me anything, which is so, you know, talking to a lot of journalists where a lot of the times they go in and like the, the, there's a set questions by the entertainment industry that they have to ask. Like AMAs are such the antithesis of like a lot of journalism in the K-pop industry. So it's always great when you have, you know, a free outpouring by a, a K-pop artist, even if that from Lena was just a, mm. a proclaiming of her love for Harry Potter and um, Ariana Grande. So I saw you again with the breaking news and K-pop panel and um I was able to ask a question um, to everyone on the panel and you talked about like the antithesis of what, you know, journalists would want to ask and, you know, what they're now, what they're asked in American interviews. And I was like, is there ever going to be a point where, you know, we can get questions that aren't like, who do you want to collaborate with? What's your favorite pizza? You know? Um, And they all kind of answered like, well, I mean, it's partly, it's not just, you know, the whoever's hosting or whatever outlet is interviewing them that's not their fault it's more of also the the company itself um and i i wonder from your perspective like you said like having amas be something a little bit more candid and they can kind of i mean obviously the manager is surely there but they can kind of answer more than what they normally do um what do you hope to see um or do you sorry i should say do you think that there's going to be a point when we can get more uh, in-depth interviews from the Western side of like K-pop media asking these, you know, idols questions. I think to say that there's not already a lot of in-depth work being done would be disingenuous. I think there's a lot of really talented yeah. K-pop journalists who are doing really in-depth work. I think more oh, yeah. is like, when are we going to... Sorry, I didn't mean to say that yeah, they're not. Yeah, I, just, I, I just mean... I don't know you if know we're I mean? going to like get more candid stuff though. That's the thing is um, they're just, 
and unless the industry changes and unless the the Korean contract system changes, like the entertainment contract system changes, I doubt that we're going to be able to have more candid interviews. Like, you know, part of the thing about being a K-pop idol is a, in very many ways, like a very manicured, like mm-hmm. persona. And I've heard stories, um, like sure. apparently when Astro first debuted, um, Courtney McLaughlin, who works for Amino Apps, she used to work for Soompi. She was telling me the story about how she, when she first interviewed them, they, she goes into the room and they're, she's like waiting and, and Astro's there and the Soompi team goes in the room and she's like waiting for the managers to come in. And they're like standing behind a glass wall and like she looks over at them and she's like, are you going to come in? And they just gave her like a thumbs up, like go ahead, like start asking any questions. And they weren't like, they did not monitor, monitor like all the questions and it was totally candid. So sometimes it's totally candid. Like, mm-hmm. but she was also telling me stories of like mm-hmm. other artists that you think might be like, I'm not saying this, but like, you know, there's always like, mm-hmm. you know, there's all the time people get they're fed questions or the journalists will try to ask certain mm-hmm. questions and then certain ones will get cut by whoever's, you know, the more interesting ones will yeah. get cut. But in terms of favorite pizza, you know, we do have like one meme in all the AMAs. We try to ask all the, mm-hmm. uh, or at least I do it a lot of the time, but oftentimes someone else in the AMA will ask is we ask almost all the artists that come on what, um, whether or not they like pineapple on pizza. Uh, so if you look through like the past yeah. 30 AMAs that have done on the, that have been done on the K-pop subreddit, mm-hmm. you can find almost every single person's answer as to whether or not they like pineapple on pizza. <laughs> so that is a little, a little oh. treasure trove for you if you want to dig down the route hole yeah. of K-pop subreddit AMAs. So yeah. like, I think I think asking people what kind of pizza they like is always a fun one, or at least whether whether or not they like pineapple. It's a divisive thing. So, there are two so, kinds yeah. of people in this world. <laughs> it's a divisive thing. <laughs> there are. There yeah. are 100%. Are now, and I'm I'm not saying uh, people that listen to this podcast probably know like I've said it seventy times over like I don't like those I don't like the interviews that I and and it's not I don't think it's the it's no one's fault completely it's like maybe it's a split half and half or um like Tamar said she was like well like even though it might be annoying to hear such and such you know let's say BTS say that they want to collaborate with Billie Eilish for like the seventh time on a different interview, then like for a regular fan, it'd be like, okay, God, okay. We know this, but let's say like, if you're a newer fan and you are just happening to see something about them, they're like, Oh, they know Billie Eilish and they want to collaborate with her. Okay. Maybe I'll, I'll give them a chance now because they, there's something similar that, that we have in common, mm-hmm. I guess. So uh, for a Western Listener, so that makes sense, and and I'm not bashing anyone. Maybe I mean just to be able to sit in a room and ask them. I would I would love to just sit in a room and ask them. Do you like uh, chocolate ice cream or vanilla ice cream? Because just having that honor mm. would be amazing. But um, in an ideal world, that's I would I would rather my like in depth questions uh, or not in depth questions, but and that's what they do on the build series. Um, with like uh, Jeff Benjamin, who's hosted um, yeah most of them, I would say. Um, we have actually, you know, Lai Francis. Yeah, I, I love Lai. Lai and I are the are the big girl group friends. <laughs> uh yeah, she loves she yeah. loves Rocket Punch. Oh my God, I love Rocket Punch. Everybody loves Rocket Punch. They're so good. Bloom is doing it's they're doing a great job. So Lai is hosting uh Build Series for the first time tomorrow. Um, with Day Six. So it's funny. Uh, and this I think this is her first like hosting debut. We actually formally, formally, formally met. 
um, when we had the ATs thing happen during KCON, but she's doing that tomorrow. And um, Jeff Benjamin, like I said, who has done a lot, number of build series, uh, I guess, segments, um, does a great job with asking those questions. And because I guess he's built relationships with these artists as well as Tamara and uh, all these other ones, they, they're able to, you know, breach those questions. But uh, speaking of Jeff Benjamin, one thing we spoke about before this started um, was being professional in, in K-pop in terms of uh, showing that you have a bias, whether it's like a bias within a group, you know, saying, Oh, my favorite group is infinite. Like Tamara says. Mm -hmm. Um, So what do you, what is your opinion on that? You know, now that you've seen a little bit of the inside of the industry, like what's your opinion on showing that you are, yes, a fan, but you can keep it professional. But I yeah. guess more so showing so that you're we, a fan. We talked about this and this was something that I asked all the, all the journalists um, on my breaking news and mm-hmm. panel, both at, both at the one in, in New York and, and in the one in LA. And it's a question that I'm really interested in hearing responses from because actually everyone has like really different responses of on it and and depending on people's jobs and the exact technicalities of what they do they generally i think f- have a feeling that they have more or less freedom to to express their biases on on in k-pop and you know like the the whole bias culture like picking picking favorites and standing in certain groups is such a such yeah. a big aspect of it um but like even you know i i've had a lot of conversations with jeff and to this day i can tell you i do not know at all who his his favorite groups are he's hinted like sometimes he likes this song or he likes this other song i never i don't know <laughs> he's he's very protected about he maintains his journal than, hat. yeah he he always wears yeah. his, his journalist hat and never not as much as you know stan hat whereas someone like crystal bell um who i have the utmost respect for and i think is doing amazing work at at mtv is you know like talking about how she she feels like she has to write about the artist that she's passionate about. And that to me speaks to me so much that like, you know, she's not necessarily trying to write about everyone, but she's trying to, you know, cover the, the things that, that she's passionate about. Um, and also giving space for other people, cause she's an editor for other people to cover um, the things that they're passionate about on, on the MTV platform, um, which I think is really awesome. And that, that definitely speaks to me. Like when I organize the AMAs, I, I do in, my, my first thing that I think about is like, or the first thing that I think about at least is, is this someone who I think has fans on the subreddit who people would want to come and, and talk to them. But then obviously like, I, like if I have a personal interest in the group, I'm going to be more inclined to like try to get them on. And I cannot tell you how many times yeah. I've emailed Luna <laughs> or like try to get in contact with Luna in different ways because <laughs> I think Luna would do because the people on the subreddit love Luna Luna was last year we voted Luna oh, yeah. like the fifth you know um, the fifth most popular artist um, 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 on the K-pop subreddit like in terms of our we have a census every year where people right. like choose a favorite artist and you know like definitely I, I have a personal interest and vested interest in it I get more excited about um and I'm more likely to like ask questions, but I, I wouldn't, you know, actually I wouldn't say that I am more likely to ask someone if I'm like a, a bigger personal fan. I think I always think predominantly about like whether or not the, the audience would enjoy it. But that being said, I do get really, really, really excited. Like someone I think asked me what, um, at KCON, like what was my, the, my favorite moment of in AMA organ- organization? Like what was the most amazing moment? And I think I said for me, it was when I got, um, when Ladies Code came on and did a, 
did an AMA, the whole group, because Ladies Code was one of my favorite groups back mm -hmm. when they debuted, like in um, in 2013. So for me, having to be able to get them on the subreddit and to be able to set them up with Hello82 to do videos was like a really, really special experience and really made me happy. One of those um, like moments where it's like full circle. So I get really excited about the ones that I'm passionate about. And, and I express, like I express how excited I am about things. You know, one thing like uh, on the subreddit is people do flares then they write people write like their favorite group in, yeah. their, in their user fair so I have like my three favorite groups written in my user flare so whenever I'm at, I'm announcing an AMA and like it's like a you know <laughs> people see the announcement AMA thread they say yeah. they see it's by me and then it has like my favorite groups mm -hmm. there so you know I'm not I'm not quiet about who I like um you know, you, you have to, okay. there has to be a balance between, I think, between being a fan and also, you know, doing the, being more professional about it and, you know, actually thinking about what, what would be best for the user base and the user community and who would make sense to bring on, like, if they're doing constant promotions and stuff like that, right? Um, back to the, I guess, breaking news in K-pop and you, and you working with these different journalists, um, on that panel specifically, you did have Tamar Herman on for an AMA. Um, can you let into any of the barriers that you might've seen and, or you will maybe continue to see in having journalists come on AMAs? Um, is there anything that you have to like, you have to scream for not scream for them, but just like have them say like, uh, you know, I cannot answer that question or these questions I will not answer. You know what I mean? Um, I find that in general we don't have to screen them because people can ask whatever questions they want and then the people mm. the person who's doing the ama can choose to answer which ones yeah. they want to answer they don't there's no requirement for them to answer every question right uh so i right. when we, we've right. had a couple of journalists on and like jeff really wants to do one um we've talked about him doing one several times and i'm waiting for jeff I'm sure soon that uh, we'll get one organized <laughs> um he's you know when he has the time busy man busy man but um it's it's uh -huh. more just like oh yeah uh i know there are certain questions that journalists won't answer like most journalists i talk to um don't want to detail um specific stories from like specific interviews mm. um very rarely like you i got this story from courtney um, I, I talked about earlier about about Astro only because Courtney's not working in specific interviews anymore. She's working for Amino now in their K-pop influencer marketing, so she's like not doing the journalist route exactly anymore. So I think she has more freedom to talk about it. But I think a lot of the journalists will never want to give you details, like specific details about um, interviews or like how interviews went down, because they do build like relationships um, with people and. Uh, you know, there's always a, another journalist, I think, if if they violate that trust in the relationship, there's someone else who will be there who will be ready to ask the questions and has similar connections, mm. you know what I'm saying? So I think the journalists are very guarded yeah. about that. But, you know, when when journalists come on, it's people ask more questions like, how did you get your start? Um, you know, what yeah. are your tips for, like, an aspiring K-pop journalist? Uh, do you like pineapple on pizza? Like that, you know, those kind of questions, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Most right. important one being the pineapple on pizza one. Okay. Yeah. Emily, do you like do you like pineapple on pizza? I've never had it, and I don't think I ever will. 
I'm sorry. No CSGO. For shame. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I'm guessing you love it. Yeah. I do. I'm a fan. Yeah, I'm a fan. I'm, I'm curious. What is your... So I'm assuming right now Luna is your like dream dream uh, group or act to get on AMAs, right? Yeah, they would be really amazing to have on AMAs, especially because of how much the people on the subreddit love Luna. Like they've always done really, really well. I think that the subreddit's like favorite group in general, though. Um, I mean, besides like if we ever had BTS on for an AMA, it would be insane. Like, that'd be insane. I don't know how that would go down. Like that'd be, <laughs> that'd be crazy, like amazing. I would love to have BTS on. But like the other group that I think would do really, really well um, would be Red Velvet because people on the subreddit adore Red Velvet. Like, okay. um, actually, like if, if you go on, um, I've seen this, someone sent me a screenshot once of like a 4chan board where they talk about K-pop and they call the K-pop subreddit Reddit Velvet because people on the oh K-pop subreddit <laughs> love Red Velvet apparently so much. So <laughs> I would love to have Red Velvet on um luna on and and that's i mean luna personally because i i love luna and but also the subreddit loves luna but you know for me it's again more about like who would do the best for like the audience that we have um mm. for, like the, the you know the, the audience on the subreddit i mean my favorite group uh is gfriend but right. I, gfriend doesn't have as as big of a international audience as some of these other groups do so they're not necessarily my like and they don't do as many like they're not that interested in promoting in uh the west they've never done like a concert tour in in america they they focus more on like asian promotions they do concert tours in like southeast asia and and in japan and stuff like that so they're like a really good example of a group who like as much as i love them and they're my favorite group um i don't i'm not like actively sending gfriend emails every week being like come do an ama because realistically if you look at the their promotion history and what they've been interested in they've made like really no indications that they're going to start actually promoting um in like in in america or in, or in europe i mean who knows now that they've merged with or source has merged with yeah Naked, that's true maybe maybe i i would be really cool. i would welcome it It'd be really cool <laughs> welcome but, um, of course, like, of course yeah. you would. thank you so much for uh taking the time out of your busy schedule to talk with me and talk to the listeners of this podcast um do you do you have anything to promote or i guess tell if you want to tell people how they can stay in the loop and what amas are coming out mm-hmm. i mean we have an ama um there's an ama well i guess probably by the time this is out the ama will have already happened <laughs> Right, right. Um, but I'm very excited for the David Amber AMA tomorrow. You should all check back on the David yeah. Amber AMA thread. It should be should be a smashing success. Um, uh-huh. People seem very excited because he's written a, a number of really great K-pop songs. Um, but if you want to keep track of the, the AMAs that are happening, you should definitely uh, follow at Reddit K-pop on um, Instagram and on Twitter. Um, mm. We generally post, definitely on Instagram, we always post the, the AMA announcements um, over there, and we always uh, try to make a tweet about them. So it's at Reddit Kpop on both Instagram and Twitter. And if you're interested in keeping up with me and, uh, you know, Kpop in Oxford and Oxford stuff, and if yeah. you want to see pictures of pretty old buildings, like, just come <laughs> follow my Instagram at, at Tucker World. I'll, 
be happy to show you lots of photos of me in Oxford and yeah. my friends. We're occasionally on boats and occasionally standing in front of medieval buildings and gardens. It's a very pretty place. Because actually, like, I do a lot of um, work at the university promoting promoting access and um, trying to get people to apply. It's like my other double life. So if you're interested at all in oh ever attending Oxford, definitely check out my, my Instagram. But if you're interested in the AMAs, check out our at Reddit K-pop. Yeah, that's it. You live an amazingly busy and diverse life. You live an amazingly um, busy and diverse life. No, oh, God, yeah. okay. We're going to end the podcast oh my right God. now. <laughs> no, okay. Thank you so much, Tucker. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You guys can um, DM me at E-M-I-H-A-Y-D-E-L because we do have a little Discord chat going on. Um, and you can also suggest to me different people that you would like to have as guests or topics to Oh, you have a Discord about. chat? I do have a Discord chat. There's six of us at the moment. Oh. For your Discord fans, you can also join the um, the K-pop Discord, mm-hmm. the Subreddit Discord, um, which you can find on like the the server index, and yeah. that's also a way to find out about AMAs. So yeah, there you go. And that's the way I've. Uh, uh, so you were you, when you told me like, oh, I keep up with news by just checking the Reddit homepage. I used to keep up with news by going into the Reddit uh the reddit k-pop discord chat and i would just look at news and just scroll through that's the only that's the way i would like look it up so that's oh, really? the a good way to look up news um in addition to like just scroll through twitter i would just go mm-hmm. into that little that little server channel and just look at all the news through mm-hmm. there um so yeah but yeah that's a great great um tool and there's also little chats that go on um in that discord chat so that's another I completely forgot about that uh, Discord chat. But yeah, thank you for promoting that. Um, thank you guys so much yeah, for listening. Yeah. And we will see y'all next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.